Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Nate Otis wants to reach youth growing up in tough St. Louis neighborhoods. A lot of programs have that focus. It's his method, not his motive, that's different. Otis uses the martial arts. His Excelsior program teaches local students judo, jujitsu, and wrestling. Our producer, Emily Woodbury, visited Otis at work at Yateman Liddell Middle School in North St. Louis this September. It's the end of the school day, and as students wait for the final bell, the principal speaks over the PA system. There are the typical announcements, messages about detention and uniforms, about treating fellow students with respect. He also leads students in a meditative breathing exercise. Breathe in, one, two, three, hold. Breathe out, three, two, one, hold. These students are only in middle school, but many of them experience trauma or stress on a regular basis, from poverty, bullies, or gun violence. Just two weeks before, at the start of the school year, Yateman Liddell Middle School students had to shelter in place after police reported shots fired near the school. Once classes are dismissed, about 10 of the students gather on a stage in the gym for a lesson with Nate Otis. Nate leads Excelsior program classes as part of the school's after-school program. He opens a bag filled with snacks and chats with the students about their day. If you didn't, if you didn't eat lunch for real, for real, I got a bar too. Just as the school day ended with a guided meditation, Nate begins his class with a meditative exercise. The once loud gymnasium is suddenly quiet in stark contrast to the atmosphere just 10 minutes ago. Let's slow down, decompress, let's get our minds focused before we get started. We, we're about to fight each other. We need to be clear-minded. We need to be ready to fall properly, to hit this technique properly. No room for mistakes. Look at these two, actually relax and take a second. Turn off your brain, turn it off. Slow everything down. No more drama, no more slap boxing, no more fighting with so-and-so. Slow it down. It's clear that Nate's students are here to learn and to listen to what he has to say. Before the physical exercises begin, Nate gives a lesson on keeping your cool in tense situations. To demonstrate this, he has a jar of water filled with Mardi Gras beads. Red beads, blue beads, and green. This is my this is my little my little mini body right here in this jar. The red is the, the that fire, the rage. I want to put my hands on somebody because you steady poking at me, you joning, making fun of my height and my bald head. <laughs> the blue is just you know it's some snaps. I got some jokes to come back. You know we disturbing the class. We we talking this. We talking that. The green is, that's that green light. That's how we're supposed to respond when somebody's in our face, when we're told something that we don't like. So, so see me, so see me. When we're clear, when we're not agitated, when we're not bothered, when we're not upset, things are it's calm, right? Justin and I can joke, we can grab some blue beads and throw some jokes at each other. But if we started getting personal, we can grab those green and be like, hey, you all right? Like, don't come for me like that, right? Don't disrespect me on, in, in, on that level. But if we're in the classroom, 
and somebody's joning, making fun of the clothes, making fun of my hair, making fun of my height. I'm starting to get mad. I'm starting to get shook up, right? So now all these emotions, now all these feelings is just flowing around. And it's almost impossible for me to grab that right color. It's hard for me to find the green when I'm shook up. But if I slow down, if I start to breathe, I start to control my agitation. It's the same concept. Perfect example from last year will be Gregory. How many times did he have to walk away from those individuals that wanted to fight him so bad? Had to report it to staff. It went a whole weekend, still the beef wasn't squashed and he came back and he still had to fight. So it's not always going to be the perfect solution, but we have to start somewhere. So far, the class has covered two components of the Excelsior program, meditation and mindfulness. Next, the physical training. Nate leads the class in some warm-up exercises, and students practice the safest way to fall to the ground and roll. The whole point is like in judo, when we throw each other, it's not like, oh, let me gently set you down on the ground. I'm trying to throw you, you dig? So we need to get to the point where we can eventually do a roll and comfortably disperse our weight. So, it's been a minute. Let's go, Jameer. We gotta start somewhere, baby. Come on. Once warm-ups are done, students learn some multi-step exercises. Here's Nate demonstrating how to conduct an effective takedown of an opponent. I got my grips. I'm tripping with my left foot. One, two, three. We dancing, y'all. That's all we doing. We dancing. This is it's a two-step. One, two, three. Yeah. Go ahead. One, two, three. Keep doing it. I want to see you as you're doing it before you partner back up. Eighth grader Shamaya is the only girl in the class. According to Nate, she's one of his most skilled students. She's been in the class since sixth grade, and she joined to learn self-defense. I'm not a fighter normally, but um, I feel like I was being picked on, so I joined this class to um, boost my confidence, really, um, or, and learn how to defend myself. And have you used some of the skills in this class in your real life? Yes, I was, um, it was after school, these girls were picking on me, messing with me, and one came in, put her hands on me, so I just told her, like, don't do that, I don't want to be touched, and she touched me again, so I had to use my skills to make her leave me alone, really. Shamaya's experience being able to stay calm and defend herself is the outcome that Nate hopes for with all of his students. That's why he continues to focus on the core tenets of his program, self-defense, mindfulness, and conflict resolution. And as his students prepare for the increased stresses of high school, Nate will be there with advice, snacks, and a great workout playlist. I've been putting on the show, it was a sellout event. Oh, better I didn't want to do it, gave me every reason. The point I'm trying to make is I don't ever need That was produced by Emily Woodbury at Yateman Liddell Middle School in North St. Louis. Now here in studio to discuss his work with the Excelsior program is Nate Otis. Nate, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Nate, so what made you decide to start this program? Um, If I were to pinpoint one particular event, um, it would be a funeral for one of my 
wife's former students. Um, She's a teacher in the St. Louis schools. Uh, she worked at Yateman Liddell for three years. She's actually uh, I, uh, an ELA instructor at uh, Ferguson Middle now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but we were at a funeral, and uh, one of her students sat next to us, and as the service began, I could feel the gentleman's energy, you know, a 13 or 14-year-old trying to process, you know, the death of another 13 or 14-year-old due to gun violence. And um, as, he, as he tried to bottle that energy, that, that intense emotion that really needed to spill, um, I put my arms around him and embraced him, and he just, he absolutely melted. And it broke my heart um, to think that a child does not have the ability to to vent those types of frustrations. Um, I mean, that is the epitome of toxic stress. Yeah. And so many of us would see a moment like that and feel so sad, but have no idea what to do. How did you decide to turn to this curriculum you ended up developing, martial arts, mindfulness, meditation? Martial arts had always been a very large um, piece of my life. Um, you know, shout out to all my teammates at Watson Martial Arts. Go check them out. Um, so I knew what it had done for me. I knew that it was a, an avenue to, to uh, properly vent, uh, to get a good workout, but it was constructive that I could apply all of this anger and essentially rage that had been bottling inside me in a, in, again, in a constructive manner. So I thought, why not? Let, let's implement this at this school immediately. You mentioned anger and rage bottled inside you. What was your childhood like? Um, when I was 10, my mom was diagnosed with primary biliary cirrhosis. It is a essentially a clogging of the bile ducts uh, by the liver and uh, it required her to have a liver transplant. My father was always um, a bit of an alcoholic, uh, both physically and verbally abusive. And when my mom was diagnosed, he left. Um, so my childhood was essentially trying to, you know, maintain my mother's health. Um, so so I, lots of trauma, mm -hmm. lots of trauma, certainly to say. How did you find yourself getting into mindfulness and meditation as, as a way to cope with that? Um, to be honest, it wasn't until after our first, uh, our first initial like needs assessment at Yateman that I realized mm -hmm. martial arts is a great component. Um, however, these kids need more than what martial arts can provide in and of itself. Um, so I started picking up the literature, doing um, some, some lit reviews um, to see what you know, the, the evidence said about uh, best practices. And did you find then, I mean, you came to that somewhat late in life, you're still pretty young, but you, know, you weren't a, a student at that point. Did it end up impacting your own um, state of mind? Yeah, yeah. I mean, education was never something that I truly valued. Um, it wasn't until 27 that I went back to uh, to college to finish my undergraduate degree. Shout out to Umzel uh, for helping me with that transition. Uh, but it was during my time in the anthropology department at, at UMSL that I would find some some guidance from some of the faculty there that, you know, showed me that, you know, my thoughts are valid. My positionality in this city, in this country is valid. And, and if if the things that I felt as an adolescent and emerging adult were so real, so vivid, so impactful in my life, 
you know, where would I have been? What would have changed the trajectory had I had someone giving me some of, you know, this mentorship? Mm-hmm. So you had this this pretty tough childhood yourself. What are some of the issues of the the childhoods of these kids that you're working with? What are some of these most important things you have to tackle? So yeah, I mean, you, you know, the St. Louis Del Mar divide is very real. Um, Yateman Liddell Middle is the only middle school in, in North City, and it, uh, it 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 serves quite a few students that come from food deserts, that come from abject poverty. Um, you know, single parent households. Um, there's just an immense amount of trauma that these kids deal with. And so, you know, they're already more resilient, arguably, than the majority of citizens in our metro area. They haven't been pampered. Exactly. Um, but to help them kind of dissect and, and, and start to process all of these issues that, you know, they're, they're, they're beyond intelligent. They know what's going on. And it's um, it's just trying to help them sharpen the tools that they have and maybe provide them a few extra. Now, as Emily, our producer, uh, mentioned in, in her piece there, these classes are particularly popular with boys. So what do you say when you're talking to them as a man about being a boy and becoming a man? That's a great question. Um, you know, we, we talk about kind of gender roles and social construction of gender roles and what, what is and is not um, acceptable behavior. Um, it, it, it's, it's more about being a, a human being. I, per, I prefer to use that, that, uh, that language. Uh, I'm, just, I'm trying to help them see that uh, no matter the culture or the, the perceived race or ethnic background that you know, everyone has their own traumatic and adverse experiences, but it's, it's more so a matter of what are we going to do about it? Hmm. How do we move forward? How can we be not just, uh, how do we not just live life, but, but prosper? So Nate Otis, the Excelsior program has been a formal nonprofit now for a bit shy of two years. What do you see as the future of this organization? It's a great question. I think um, f- one of the first steps the board has uh, unanimously voted to do, uh, my board of directors, uh, is to amend the name from program to foundation. Mm-hmm. That way we can kind of diversify our offerings. Um, we want to offer more services. So uh, having a foundation to offer a, a, a certain different different levels of programs is going to be the next step. You know, it, it can be a la carte. If uh, schools don't want to implement the martial arts aspect and they want to focus solely on mindfulness and meditation, um, we want to be able to facilitate that. Okay. Well, it sounds like you're doing amazing work. So Nate Otis of the Excelsior Program, soon to be the Excelsior Foundation, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.